A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Sunday night, not from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, instead from Nissan Stadium. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business since 1983. The Built For You program will specify the vehicle of your choosing to your exact needs and provide it to you straight to your door. In fact, Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is DraftKings Sportsbook. I did I did not great on my college football bets over the weekend because you know that I don't bet on the NFL out of ethical concerns, being a NFL reporter. But DraftKings Sportsbook will get you in on all the action. Great, great odds boost, great profit bonuses that they can provide to you. Promo code A2Z Sports is how you get it done in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, that's Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They will put you in your comfort zone as the seasons begin to change. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. And of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, where I saw some of you tailgating today. The Gary Ashton tailgate before every Titans home game is where you can hang out with the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans of A to Z Sports Prime Time and hell, the Nashville Predators. I saw they're pre- playing a preseason hockey game tonight. In fact, I think they lost to the uh, to the Florida Panthers three to one in uh, in preseason action. But we will save uh, preseason Preds hockey for another day. So this was an interesting game, right? Because uh, the head coach was pissed off afterwards in the post-game press conference with us. And there's a there's a variety of reasons for that that I'll kind of let Mike expand on. You'll hear from him because, of course, we have video from the post-game interview, the post-game press conference. But Brock Kraft kind of sums, sums it up the way a lot of people feel, I think. Brock Kraft says, and I'll try not to, I've perched my laptop up so you can see Nissan Stadium behind me. So if the camera shakes a little bit, that's why. Uh, but Brock Kraft says, should have won that game by 20-plus. Coach has every right to be pissed. And it's it's not just that they had opportunities that they didn't capitalize on. It's that there were a fair amount of injuries today for both teams, right? Quentin Nelson uh, was apparently carted off. I didn't see him leave on a cart, but I did see Rashad Weaver leave on a cart. A.J. Brown was ruled out very quickly um, and, and was ruled out at halftime dealing with hamstring injuries. Uh, Julio Jones, it's a complete and total mystery. And we'll spend some time on that later in the show as to why Julio Jones was not a participant basically from halfway through the third quarter on. And then, you know, things start to, uh, start to mount up. You have a, a bad turnover differential again, but ultimately the result is in your favor and you've beaten a division rival. The first time that Mike Vrabel has beaten the Indianapolis Colts in Nashville occurred today. The first time in heading into his, well, we are in the fourth season of Mike Vrabel's tenure as head coach. So, you know, even in a win, pretty pissed off he seemed to be afterwards. He left, he came in in a bit of a huff. He left in a bit of a huff. He kind of slammed the door on his way out. He was firing shots at at, uh, at some of us in the media. He Mike, was, uh, Mike wasn't about it today after the game, even in a win. So the question that I have for you guys, your Two Rivers Ford take, here on a Sunday night, the question that I have for you is what about the Titans win did you like most on Sunday? Mike Vrabel will uh, tell you uh, about about his situation here in just a second. I'll tell you what I liked most about the way that the Titans were able to win today. 
In the meantime, you can tell me how you feel about it. While you do that, I'll tell you about the people who present the Two Rivers Ford take. That, of course, is Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has the Built For You program, a program that they are proud to announce uh, having rolled out about a month and a half ago. The Built For You program means that if you go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet and you don't find the car on the lot that you have your heart set on, that you sent your spent your time window shopping at tworiversford.com, then they will be able to customize the vehicle for you, any Ford, any color, with any customizable accessories, and they will deliver it directly to your door. That's what makes Two Rivers Ford the best car buying experience around. I would say in just Middle Tennessee, I'm convinced it's the best car buying experience in the state of Tennessee, hell, in the country, in the world. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business. Go pay them a visit, Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, or online at tworiversford.com. <laughs> Jason Connor just says, Buck, go home. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's funny that you say that. And we'll, we'll get into what you guys like most about the game uh, today. It's funny because with, with how many noon games they play, it turns into a pretty long day for me between pregame radio at the stadium. I got here at about 8. I got to Nissan Stadium at about 8.30, so we're going to push 12 hours here in about 20 minutes. Um and it doesn't really bother me. You know, I have a lot of work to get done. I got a radio show tomorrow to plan. I've got podcast guests to book. I've got articles to write. And I wrote about it at A to Z Sports Nashville.com. So I'm, you know, I got I'm I'm working either way. Might as well do the show. Might as well do primetime from Nissan Stadium. I think this is a nice aesthetic, unless you guys don't care. But I think, you know, wait, when we're on the road uh next week in New York to do it from MetLife, when I'm on the even in Jacksonville, even in terrible leaky press box Jacksonville. I think people like to see the different stadiums and like to, you know, feel like you're in the stadium with me. So I think it's a nice aesthetic. Otherwise, I would go home. <laughs> so Dago, uh, Dago says, what's up with Vrabel? Yeah, Mike Vrabel's pissed. Mike Vrabel's pissed after a win today. And there were a great many reasons as a result. But I, I wanted to start with what you like most about the game for this reason. Because there was a lot to like about the way that they won even if you didn't kick the Colts' ass the way that you thought you ought to kick the Colts' ass. And at the end of the day, there are, you know, it's very rare that an NFL team like the Jets, the Jets got shut out by the Broncos today. Very rarely do you see such a stark difference between two teams like Miami and the Jets, or no, that was Miami that got shut out by Buffalo last week. So it's very rare that you see just straight up ass kickings in the NFL, even as everything told you that the Titans should handle the Colts pretty well. And they did have some opportunities that they gave up, right? NWI had the fumble. Tannehill had two interceptions, one that was his fault. The other that was not the one that came off Chester Rogers hands was popped up in the air, tip drill, uh, DB makes a play on the ball. And the other he threw, or the first one he threw just directly into Darius Leonard's lap and it looked like McNichols and Tommy Hudson ran into each other on the play so there there were some there was some clunkiness to it and the turnover thing is something that they need to get resolved but there was a lot you're sitting at the top of the division um you're you you it's early in the season but you're still finding ways to win these games as you're trying to find your stride and navigate through a handful of things and at the end of the day, Chris Head, and I'm going to spend a lot of time on this on the radio show tomorrow, he says Ryan Tannehill's a dog. He carried us today. Ryan Tannehill is, is playing at such a high level that I think uh, I, that I think it's rare. I think it's rare for – I think it's rare for people to kind of sleep on a quarterback that does as many things as Ryan Tannehill does. But that's a topic for the radio show tomorrow. 
tonight. And Ryan Tannehill may be the thing that you like the most tonight. And we can spend some time on that as well. I've got some very favorable numbers for uh, for Ryan Tannehill resulting from tonight. But first, I want you to hear from the head coach because there were a lot of things that Mike didn't like tonight. And then I'll tell you what I liked about how the Titans beat Indy. How important was it that Ola and Landry were able to win off the edge quite a few times to keep wins under duress? I mean, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, it's called pass rush. You know, I mean, you guys go back, you know, you guys, pass rush experts, so you guys should be able to identify that pretty well. It's good to have guys winning. Not a long season, obviously. How important to win, get to two and one, knock them back and put them in only three early. Not very important, you know. You know, finally got a little bit of, you know, momentum coming back here from Seattle. Back at home, division. You know, can can put some space in between us and them, and the you know obviously take a look and see where you know Jacksonville and Houston are. But um, you know these these games are difficult. These games are tough against Indianapolis, and you know, give them a lot of credit. But you know I felt like our guys were you know better in the end. So that's a salty Mike Vrabel after the game today, and there's there's a lot of reason. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why uh why they're why he's pissed right Rabel John Bertotti says holy cow he's pissed John Carlos says Rabel is so pissed it is <laughs> Mike Mike listen Mike Mike Rabel is a uh, is a very very uh as Dom Odell says it was a hard-fought division win get the stick out of your ass Rabel but here's the thing about coaching and this is why it seems like a miserable profession because even though they won today there are plenty of things that Mike Vrabel saw as a coach that probably drove him crazy, that they've worked on throughout the course of the week of practice, that they've tried to correct, and that showed showed its head turnovers, for an example. Um, the way that they kind of uh, the way that they kind of they, they were pretty they were really good on defense today, honestly. So defensively, he shouldn't have had an issue. But I think there was a lot of stuff, you know, Ryan Tannehill not sliding, and Ryan joked about that after after the game with CBS saying it was going to come up in meetings with Vrabel tomorrow. So Mike Mike is looking at this differently than the rest of us, right? Because Mike's job as a coach and as any coach is to, no matter how much you win or how much you win by, that's why Nick Saban is bitching about Alabama, even though they beat Mercer by like 35 points. I can't remember the final margin of victory, but you understand. Because the job of the coach is to consistently demand more of of the players, of the staff, of the organization. More, more, more. It wasn't good enough. Got to play better. Got to coach better. It sounds like just words, but that is there is some truth in, in all of it, right? Mike Vrabel's job and the co- job of any coach is to consistently demand more no matter what the result on the field or on the court or on the ice, wherever you're playing. So it's a bit of a misery in that regard, right? And so that's the way that Mike looks at these things. But for all of the bad, and there was a there was a there was a handful of bad, right? There was a lot of bad. Um, they still found ways to win, which was interesting to me. Now, the thing that I like the most about this, I'll tell you about here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is DraftKings Sportsbook, the best in the business, and you can get in on all the action, including. Week three in the NFL, one more game to, well, there's one game going on right now on Sunday Night Football, one more game to play tomorrow night, the NFC East, back in action. You can get in on the action in on DraftKings Sportsbook because for 
new customers using the promo code A2Z Sports, you can make $150 in free bets by simply plugging in the promo code and betting $1 on any football game. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official partner of the NFL and will put you in position to succeed. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2Z Sports to get that $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code A2Z Sports to get $150 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, what I like the most was the was what I wrote about after the game at A2ZSports.com, and you can always read my post-game articles there. What I wrote about was, man, they're finding ways to consistently pressure the quarterback. Harold Landry had a great day today. I saw this from Next Gen Stats after the game. Harold Landry was one of the best people rushing a quarterback in Week 3, at least in, in all the games before Sunday Night Football, right? It's a career-high 12 pressures for Harold Landry today in the Titans' 25-16 to 16 win. Again, this is courtesy of Next Gen Stats. Landry's 37.5% pressure rate is tied for the third highest in a game in the next-gen stats era. So Harold Landry is not just performing at a high level for like his peers this week. Harold Landry is performing at a really high rate, understanding he's in a contract year, and everybody went through this with Corey Davis not too long ago, Chandler Jones in week one against Taylor Lewan, right? There is performance happening on the field. It's freeing up players like Ola Denny because Harold's such a problem. Harold had a couple near strip sacks today of Carson Wentz, near forced fumbles, um, just, just inches away, a fingertip away, swinging around the edge, arm up in the air, waiting to you know bring the hammer down on Carson Wentz as he's rearing back to let it loose. It was, uh, it was a really, really strong performance from the Titans up front, back-to-back weeks because, of course, outside of the coverage busts, they really gave Russell Wilson the business late in that game with the interior pressure stunts that they were creating. That happened again today. It allowed Ola Dany to make plays. It allowed Harold Landry to make plays. Danico Autry, um, Jeff Simmons. These guys were active up front, and that is something that you feel good about. Now, when we when we talk about this, it's also important to note that there was a weird situation today with Bud Dupree, um, who was active, who was active for the game, but and I asked Mike Vrabel about this. I said because Mike had talked about it on Friday. He had said, you know, we're still kind of, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, you know, with with Bud's knee, we're still trying to find the best way to manage it on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. And and turns out for today, Bud Dupree was unavailable, even though he was active, even though he was dressed out. Because Derek Roberson has not practiced, Derek Roberson has been hurt, he was inactive. So Bud Dupree was, in case of emergency only, basically, Rashad Weaver snaps his fibula, gets carted off. He's probably done for the year, I would imagine. But we will wait to see what the ultimate prognosis ends up being. I just can't imagine that somebody comes back on a broken leg um, now that the season has begun. And so that remains to be seen. But Ola and Harold were able to perform despite the presence or despite the absence of these other guys that we're talking about. It was problematic. It will be problematic. Your depth is perilously thin. But right now, I'm pleased to see the kind of pressure that they're getting if I'm a Titans fan. Because, of course, that's the thing that they solely lack. I mean, 
think about it this way. Ola Denyi had a had a, a sack wiped away today because Chris Jackson got a uh, an illegal contact penalty, if I recall correctly. So finished with a sack and a half. He has two and a half sacks on the year. Should have had three and a half sacks if Chris Jackson did not get that penalty. But, you know, it, it shit happens, right? And so Ola and Jeffrey and Autry and Harold and all of these guys that they've been trying to pl- uh, platoon, Lorel Murchison, uh, Tier Tart's not really a pass rush contributor, but he does give you the ability to push the pocket in certain situations in spurts. So I'm I'm comforted by the pass rush, but the you know the injuries do concern you the more that you kind of look at this situation. So uh, they are lucky to have won today. Truly, truly and honestly, they were lucky to have won. Um, but they did win, and they did it on the strength of what makes this team great. And what makes this team great so far, in, at least in the last two weeks, has been some really, really strong defensive play. Um, again, outside of those three plays that we talked about last week that went through uh, for so much yardage through the air. What did you like most about this win for the Titans? Uh, Dom Odell says, Swaim, still not impressive. Third drop, four in three games. He doesn't need to be playing. Um, Ola is a beast, says Christine Lind on YouTube. She likes him a lot. Uh, let's see. Ryan Williams says, I'm confused. Why is Julio getting managed down the stretch in the fourth quarter when we need to go put the game away? You know what? Why don't we talk about that coming up next? Uh, the question that I have for you in that regard on Julio Jones is this. Well, and it's not specifically about Julio Jones. Why don't we make it? Uh, why don't we make it about all three? of these injury slash unknown situations. Cause I can't qualify Julio as an injury because he was never listed with any kind of injury designation. Whereas Dupree was and, uh, and AJ Brown was, as we'll talk about. So which Titans injury slash unknown will count Julio as the unknown and really Dupree, um, even though it sounded like he was unavailable today or Mike Vrabel told us he was unavailable today, which concerns you the most Julio bud or AJ Brown, who was ruled out of this game with a hamstring injury. Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it at length together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. GaryAshton.com is where you go to get the intel that you need to sell your home for more. GaryAshton.com will put you in a position to succeed as a as a home buyer or if you're trying to capitalize on the seller's market. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage will put you in the place that you need to be to be able to capitalize on a crazy real estate market in Middle Tennessee. GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Primetime. Uh, Carlos Reynoso says Dupree concerns him the most. Eric Hall says Julio Jones. Marcus Joseph Wright says AJ. Uh, Anthony Lester says he hasn't gotten better, or he hasn't gotten going, rather, this year. Um, Vrabel is a genius, says Cedric. Well, I, I think Mike's. I think Mike's a really good coach. Um, you know, genius. Let, let's 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 see. Uh, let's see. Let's see something a little more than uh, than. Uh, then out Belichick and Belichick before we go outright genius. John Bertotti says AJ Hammy tends to linger. So who knows how long he's out or whether he's on a pitch count. Noah agrees with that particular situation. Brett Matlock says Buck, any concern about Farley and Raiden's being inactive. 
You want your first and second round picks to be producing by this time? Well, those are two different situations, Brent. Um, because for Caleb Farley, he's got an injury, like, but it's not the back, it's his shoulder. Uh, he didn't practice at all last week. So, you know, without practice, if you can't practice at all, then you're going to be ruled out, right? And this is the second week in a row that, that has happened. Um, for Raidens, yeah, I mean, it's not great. You want it's not great for either of them, right? You want these guys to be contributing, but if you can't help you on the field and offensive linemen I mean, outside of field goal block and uh and uh outside of field goal block or excuse me, field goal, the field goal unit, offensive linemen aren't playing a ton of special teams, so he doesn't add you doesn't give you any added value there. So, I mean, am I concerned about it? I would be more concerned about it if Christian fought, if the secondary wasn't playing well. And the offensive line, I mean, the left side of the offensive line, credit to Taylor Lewan. He bounced back. He kicked ass today. He really did. Him and Roger Saffold, uh, I thought they really had a really, really strong day against a really talented Colts run front. And, you know, Lewan had the freak out, or not the freak out, but Lewan had the moment where he's talking about being booed in the stadium the last time that they played here and how it was a really, it, it seems to have had a lasting emotional effect on him. And I know you guys don't care about football players' emotions, but I do find it interesting. Um, you know, if I thought we could have a productive conversation about it, we'd have done it. But it just people are people are going to be too too silly is the word that I will use. Be too silly about it and cause problems. Uh, not cause problems, but it's just not going to be a productive conversation the way that I think it needs to be. So, we'll, we may spend some time on that tomorrow. Certainly, we'll talk about it on the radio show. But uh, what I would say to you is the, the thing that kind of concerns me the most is the Julio situation because Julio situation is just damn weird. And we asked Mike Vrabel about it today, and Mike, you know, Mike acted like he's being load managed in game. What happened down the stretch to be without Julio Jones? Yeah, I, mean, I just think that as this thing, you know, played out, just trying to manage, you know, where he's at and, you know, understand that what the type of game that we thought the, the end of the game was going to be, um, you know, and those guys were going in there and trying to, you know, dig safeties out. So we'll keep looking at those guys and, you know, there's a lot of guys that are, um, you know, going to need some, some, some rest this week. You know, a lot of guys, you know, they played hard, they physical game and uh, hopefully we can, we can be ready to go when we head up to New York. I, I've never, I've never heard that before from a coach. I, uh, I don't know what to make of what he had to say about Julio. So, and and it's possible that just Mike doesn't want to talk to us about injuries, <laughs> and and he they they had a fair amount of injuries that Mike doesn't want to talk about today. So it's Clyde Thompson just says liar, all caps. I mean, he spelled liar wrong. Clyde, be better. If you're going to accuse somebody of of falsehoods, then at least spell it right, for God's sakes. L-I-A-R, not L-I-E-R. Jesus. <laughs> I believe in you, Clyde. Grammar is your friend. Um, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and call Mike a liar. I I don't know what happened with Julio. All I know is like halfway through through the third quarter, he just she just stopped playing. He just stopped playing. And there and AJ's already been ruled out of the game, right? He comes out of halftime. He's in he's in t-shirt and shorts, and you're just looking around like, what the hell are they doing? It's Nick Westbrook Aquina, it's Chester Rogers, it's Cam Batson. That's the wide receiver set that they're running out there in the red zone in a one score, uh, one possession game. Jackie Holbert says sounds like he's bullshitting. I mean, it's possible that he is bullshitting, but like I don't, I don't know. At this point, as we sit here about three hours or probably about four hours from when Mike Vrabel spoke to us after the game, I, I 
you know, maybe Julio pops up on the injury report throughout the course of this week of practice, and that answers the question. But he made it sound like he's load managing a couple of these guys, which would explain why Bud Dupree was active today but didn't play a snap, um, which I thought was interesting. Brandon Garcia says, so what if we would have lost? Would he have had the said, said the same thing? Oh, well, I mean, you can't do the analysis that way, right, Brandon? Because you didn't, and he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to answer that question because you won. So I understand why you're saying that, and is, does it make sense why your best wide receiver without A.J. Brown available to you, why your best wide receiver would not be in the game in a one-possession game? <sighs> I can't I, – any, any explanation – that I've been able to come up with in my head defies logic. So I, I don't know what to tell you about that. Uh, we've I've been texting some people, and at this point, I have not found anything that would indicate that Julio has some kind of long, long-term issue or nagging issue uh, that, you know, the same thing that caused him to miss training camp or whatever. I did here's what I here's what I will say, okay? And maybe this is a reach, but just an observation that I made. Um, if you follow me on Twitter or you follow A to Z sports on Twitter, there's a video that I tweeted out of Julio running a route, uh, pregame before the game starts, right? They come out of the tunnel, they're in uniform. Uh, they're going through their, their, their pregame routine with their wide receivers coach. They're throw they're throwing routes on air. They're catching routes on air, running routes on air. And Julio has a moment where he, he kind of, he kind of pulls up a little bit, um, and he, and he walks it off and he seems fine. And I, I didn't want to make anything of it because I don't know, right? He could have just, he could have just like caught it, caught his foot up or something and, and just kind of skipped in a way, in a way that looked like he was pulling up. Right. So I don't want to, I don't want to leap and recklessly speculate, but that's the only thing that I saw today that would indicate to me that something happened with Julio that would require him to come out of the game, right? Because he was he was moving, he was helping them move the chains in the first half. There's no question. I mean, let me let me find his uh, let me find his final statistics for the day because it's not like Julio had a bad game. Um, three I had three catches, 47 yards, um, four four targets. So he did have one that didn't get to him. Nick Westbrook again ended up being the team's leading receiver today. And again, Derrick Henry ties Julio Jones for the amount of receptions. That he had in the game. So running backs in the passing game, Derrick Henry or not, they're going to be included, which is interesting to me. Something to keep an eye on. But I, uh, I would say to you that the Julio thing is is, and Aubrey says he pointed out, or Aubrey points out that he had his knee taped up towards the end. Well, no, the knee was taped up before, and I have I have video evidence of him coming out of the tunnel with that knee because that was something we were all talking about up here in the press box. It's like. Is that something that he had before? Is that something that he had after? Did he get it in the blue tent? Whatever. Um, but I did see him have that knee. It's like, it's not even a full taped knee. It's just like under his knee. It's a very thin taped line that he's got there. Um, but it is something that he did have pregame as well. Uh, the status of Reynolds' illness, says Brandon Garcia. Is he going to be available? Bro, Josh Reynolds isn't ill. There's nothing. Nobody, nobody's reported that Josh Reynolds is ill. He's just a scratch today. Um, I don't know. I don't know where you're getting that from, but that is a that is not a that is not a situation um, that I would agree with. Uh, over speculation says Dom Odell. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you don't know. If I knew, I would tell you. And if I find out throughout the course of the week, I'll be sure to report on it. But 
I'm just saying to you that uh, I'm just saying to you that it's it's not it's not something that came up. TV reporter said illness. Well, I don't I don't I obviously Brandon don't see the uh, don't see the TV copy because I'm sitting in the press box and we you know we have the TV on to watch the replay after we see the play because there's a 20 second delay. But like obviously we can't hear. We're not playing the TV broadcast in the press box. So if that was indeed the case, I'll, I'm sure I'll see it when I go back and watch the game tonight after uh, after we wrap up prime time. Um, SMH with all the healthy scratches says Demetrius. I mean, you didn't have a d- bunch of healthy scratches. It's just the only one, the only healthy scratch that I can think of because Josh Reynolds isn't healthy. He's been working through a couple of different things. Um, so I wouldn't call him healthy. The only healthy scratch, as far as I know, is was Dylan Radens today. So let's move on. Let's wrap up the show and uh, let's do this is a free site, the best thing that I saw on social media this week. And it actually ended up happening. Uh, after the game, because what what happened, and this is the question that we'll ask you. This is a free site, as is our custom on Sunday night. Uh, now, um, Brandon says should have Darrington back this week. Well, what on what grounds? Just because he's on IR for a minimum of three weeks does not mean that he immediately comes back after the three weeks. Dom Odell says that's Sue clean though. That's right. Uh, listen, no free no free ads, but um, I don't know if you guys can. You guys probably can't see this, but I get my suits made. Now I get my suits and shirts and pants. You know, I guess the suit counts as pants. But I get I get my suits made now, and they do a great job. So the game day fits this year have been on point because, uh, again, no free no free ads, but my guy kills it. Uh, so yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't automatically assume. Now I don't know for certain that Darrington Evans is not going to return off IR this week, but I, well, technically, yeah, Brandon, that's the better way to put it. Brandon corrects himself and says, well, technically we could have him back. That's correct. Everybody hate on Buck. I don't care. I don't know, man. I'm, uh, he's clean every week. It's true. I, uh, I am. There's no, I won't deny it. (laughs) It's straight up true. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's do this as a free site. Now, the question that I have is because you guys, I'm sure most of you on social media after the game saw the Bussin' with the Boys hype video that they put out. I'm sure you saw Will Compton hit a uh, hit a vi- or hit a picture of me in the face with a keyboard because apparently I've been hating too much on uh, on the boys. So the question is: This is a free site. Am I for or against the boys? Am I for or against the boys? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will discuss it at length together. Right after I tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed is uh, is what you get on all your HVAC needs. They will put you in a position to succeed. In fact, they will put you in your comfort zone. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. Three locations in, uh, in Middle Tennessee and in Kentucky to make sure that they are putting you in the best position to succeed. Derek, so Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. So uh, Chris Frazier says, I'm for the boys. Derek says, I'm for the boys. Cody Holzer says, definitely for the boys. Uh, Mr. Shekel says, against, probably. You are pro the boys, uh, says Matthew Stanley. Well, uh, against, says KingNat66. Listen, I, uh, I, I thought it was... You are the asshole of the crews, <laughs> says Brandon, but you are their asshole. Well, uh, you know, I would say to you that I have been on the bus twice 
I, you know, I regularly, we have Will Compton on the radio show every week, every Wednesday, right? Every Wednesday when the podcast comes out. And I, uh, I have been a guest on the podcast. I have been, uh, I have been uh, on the bus to interview them for my podcast when they first started it before Barstool picked it up and franchised it. So uh, Zach Goodman says against because he wants to be Nashville podcast of the year. That's right. That's right. 615 or the install because I got two of them. Uh, do are deserving of, of many, many awards because we are the reigning champ when it comes to Nashville's best sports podcast slash radio show. The 615 still holds the title. Uh, they love to dish it out, but can't take it back, says Cody. Nah, they're, uh, they're, <laughs> they're really, they really are good sports because I do talk a lot of shit for, <laughs> for somebody who's a, uh, who's an objective media member. Will Tennessee says Buck is no Paul type of ass. <laughs> And Carlos says, about to say that I'm against because of independence. Well, listen, I would say I'm a neutral party, but when I, uh, but when, but when the boys come after me, just know that I'm going to re, uh, that I'm going to, uh, that there will be repercussions, just as there will be repercussions for this video that they produced that is simply titled Buck You. You are not my son. You're a monster. Get out! I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants in, get in. Anybody wants out, can get out. Okay? This team is going to the playoffs. This team's going to the playoffs. So the leg's not really broken, huh? No, it is broken right here. Just a, a hairline fracture, though. No, it, it's a clean break. Come son, what's it gonna be? Beat or jail? I don't think you have any idea. How fast I really am. How fast. Boy. We know. We know. Oh no. So that's the Buck You video, apparently. The video is glorious, says Cody Holzer. Um, (laughs) Wow, says Will Tennessee. Yeah, so we made the video. And listen, there's no such thing as bad pub. But just know that they – so the question is, am I for or against the boys? Well, what I'll say to you is it it depends. If the the boys play poorly, then – I, you know, I always, I always talk my shit, but I'm always there the next day for them to go back at me. And I think I'm pretty fair in that regard. They always have the opportunity to talk to me. I always reach out to them before I construct my criticism, whether it be written, verbal, or otherwise. So if the boys are deserving of being for, then of course we will be for the boys. Um, and you know, I root for them personally because Will is my friend and you guys know that. And you know, if Will comes back to the Titans, then I have to turn on the objective media member thing and tell him to piss off all over again and go back to being a media vulture and Will can hate me the way I do my job. But you know what? Tough shit. That's the gig. So am I for or against the boys is the question. Uh, <laughs> Tom says you got effing slapped. That's right. Well, listen, if anybody was slapping anybody in real life, it would be me wielding the keyboard and knocking Will Compton's fake teeth out. 
uh, because that is how I feel about him often when he derails the radio show the way that he does. But it's all in good fun. I know the guys that do their video production. Uh, hell, I go to the gym with the person. I, I, me and the person who does all their film work, uh, we go to the same gym. So I'm, I'm, I am, I am probably more for the boys than I should be, is what I will say. But uh, I appreciate them putting me in to their uh, to their hype conversation. Can't believe David Allen says can't believe that off a huge game. This is a topic. Well. David, we talked about the huge game. Um, I wrote about the huge game. I'm going to be on radio talking about the huge game all over again. And if that is not satisfactory for you, well, then perhaps, David, you should get your own show called A to Z Sports Primetime with David Allen. But in the event that you do not or are not able to get your own show and to design the topics that you, the way you want to design them and to talk about the things that you want to talk about and to have a production staff like Producer Reed and producer Lucas, and producer Andrew, and producer Adam, who make all of this go, you know what? Here's what I'll say to you. Tough shit. <laughs> because we've talked about this. If you're late to the party, that's on you. Be timely. We're 38 minutes in. We're 40, we're 40 minutes. I'm watching the clock in front of me. 40 minutes and 24 seconds in. So until such time, until such time as you get the show, David, then you should go ahead and recuse yourself from the conversation before you sound like more of a horse's ass than you already have. Because the big game has been discussed. It will be discussed more. It will be discussed all week long. And if I would like to take some time for us all to laugh at me, because that's what it was designed to do. It was designed for all of us to have fun together at my expense because somebody put together a video of me getting hit in the face with a keyboard. And if you're not smart enough to keep up with it, or if you're taking yourself too seriously, or your football too seriously, four and a half hours out of the game, uh, cry me a damn river, David, and take your complaints somewhere else. Because the show is over. The evening is nearly concluded. I have been here for over 12 hours, 12 hours and nine minutes at my count today. And I will tell you that I, the, <laughs> the, the Mississippi Mass Choir is gone. We can no longer use them. But what I will say to you is, David, I thank you because you have given me new life after three hours of sleep, a whole day of day drinking the day before, and a 12 and a half hour game, a 12 and a half hour day still rolling. And what I'll tell you, David, if you didn't know, I'm not tired yet.